Welcome to another horribly flawed and incredibly decisive podcast. Aaron is so fucking excited about this I think episode. he could have just stopped at horribly flawed this week. Welcome to a horribly flawed podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Glenn Bove. Holy shit, you guys. It's the Brat Retner episode. The Brat Retner episode. If you couldn't tell by the excitement in our voices, we're really looking forward to picking a best movie out of this. Or uh, or Brat Ratner, one or the other. I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Brat Ratner, though. Uh, in the Can we just that stick maybe... to calling him fuckface? Can we just go with that? It seems easier. Well, I'm hoping that Brat Retner is his mirror universe counterpart that makes good movies. <laughs> Uh, the but only Brett, child like of Brett, a Brett Retner is the Wes Anderson of his universe. Yes. There we go. Um, so for people who are tuning into this particular podcast series for the first time, this is where we use the uh, the highly scientific method of IMDb user ratings to determine the uh, the best film of a actor or director's career or the best film in a franchise and to determine once and for all which is the greatest. Uh, of that uh, particular genre's films. This time, as we mentioned, Brett Ratner. Uh, this was uh, Aaron's choice. He, we could have gone with Spielberg. Why Spielberg keep putting this shit on me? <laughs> Spielberg was the easy road. Uh, you, that was gave me a choice between someone we all love or someone we all loathe. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, on. Aaron can't help it. But to no, go there, I, I can't. I put him in a. I put him in a tough spot. Uh, everyone would have liked to hear the Spielberg episode, but instead, you're we're getting you're getting Ratner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, um, okay. Did anyone email in and complain that we're doing Ratner? No. Uh, in fact, a couple of people said they were looking forward to it. They're liars. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I think they just know that we're going to have fun tearing into everything. Was it uh, Staff of Megatron and Generic Toft? Are they the ones who, were, who were emailed looking forward to it? Um, Staff of Megatron, definitely. And I believe it may have been your pool boy was the other, I believe, who oh. was interested. Howdy. Um, so there you go. The uh, I'm also which I gotta, gotta remember to call my dad. User. Yeah. I'm waiting for Glenn's pool boy to show up on the uh, on the premium channel <laughs> as well. Um, so here's the here's the thing. This week I am going to get to describe the uh, the uh, the tiebreaker rule here because sometimes a movie will get uh, the same score as another movie. <laughs> uh, in this case. Uh, All of in this case, it is the two bottom films received the same score. Are the two bottom films tied with the top six films? <laughs> no, they are not actually. Um, one well, of his there's movies... a six three in, in between them. <laughs> the uh, so here here's the here's the deal. Um, both of these films got low scores. They got the same score. So whichever film got the more reviews out of the two of them will get the higher slot. So the, oh, the film that is reviewed fuck. least will get get the lower slot. Uh, so, so there you go. Um, yeah. Does he have any films that are rated like nine or, or around? Not, nine? Even, not even close. Yeah. No, he has not a seven. Even. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're, we're going to go around here. We're going to, we're going to go through this NCAA tournament style. Uh, they are ranked from the number one, which is the highest rated movie to number eight, which is the lowest rated movie. And then they are seated, uh, accordingly after that. Well, this bracket's more like the NIT, not, not necessarily <laughs> the NCAA. Yeah, yeah that's reach, true. man. That's true. We're doing like, basically we're doing like high school level tournament brackets at this point, but uh, yeah, the, it, it's okay. the The game still works the same. We're going to go around. Everybody's going to make their case for their movie at the end. Only one oh. to move on to the next round, and eventually we will determine uh, the greatest Brett Ratner film. Now that being said. <laughs> Just Ugh. determining the greatest Brett Ratner film does not say anything about the film's actual quality mm. uh, or stance when compared to other 
uh, great films or anything like that. Be prepared, is, fellas, because I'm making the worst movie win this bitch. This is this is the um, this is only the best that Brett Ratner can do. Uh, oh, there's nothing else, which is not fuck, so much. Man. Um, so you guys want to start with the the top? No, <laughs> we got to. We have to. Uh, the, the number one seed, you guys, is Red Dragon from 2002. Ah. It is his highest rated film at a whopping 7.2 out I of 10. I can't believe he would. Oh, man. Which is a, which is a well-reviewed movie, by the way. 7.2 is not bad at all. Uh, I like is, that movie, which fucking makes me really dislike myself a bit that he directed this fucker. It is taking on the number eight seed, Tower Heist from 2011 with a 6.2. Uh, I might need an explanation as far as what the fuck Tower Heist is. um, I know Eddie Murphy was in it. Yeah, Glenn, are you aware of what... Did you see Tower Heist? Did he play Uh, like eight different people in this one? No, I I saw like portions of Tower Heist, but I've never actually seen all of it. Here's the top build cast. You got Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy, Casey Affleck, Alan Alda, Matthew Broderick. Oh, Fuck, man. It's just... Taylor okay. Yoni. Uh, From Miami to be a group of hardworking guys find that they've fallen victim to a Ponzi scheme. They conspire to rob his high-rise uh, Which apartment. is Alan Alda that they're trying to rob. Uh, I don't want to do this one, guys. This is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure shit. Okay, this one's fairly obvious, but the next rounds, it's fucking dog shit, man. Um, I have not watched either of these movies, but I am. You've never to... seen Red Dragon at all? No. Wow. Um, so the best of the Brett Ratner movies I've seen is uh, not very good at all. Yeah, uh, God help me for recommending Red Dragon because it's a Brett Ratner <laughs> movie, but it's actually a good fucking movie. It is really good. Um, but it's so... like because the cast, like, oh, fucking. Yeah. And gonna... the book. I mean, you know, and Thomas Harris did write, you know, it is based on one of his novels. It, it, oh, I, I'm trying to defend the movie. Do you like movie. it better than Manhunter? You know, the movie that. Oh, the one, with, uh, remake? Yeah. the one with Grissom? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So none of although us... Brian, have... Although was it uh, Brian Cox Brian was Cox. Lecter in that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was actually pretty decent. So none of us have seen Tower Heist, but two of us no. have seen Red Dragon, and you both think it is a, a, a good movie. Well, I don't yeah, know. Oh, I've yeah, never seen Tower Heist. It could be the Red Dragon of Ponzi scheme heist movies. Oh, could be. <laughs> um... So is it safe to say, just for the sake of getting it out of the way, that Red Dragon is going to move on to the first round, Aaron? Or do you want to vote for a Tower Heist here? Because I am voting for Red Dragon. That's my No, uh, I will not uh, vote for Tower Heist. Okay. Uh, no, I'll also just vote for Red Dragon. And while I love Red Dragon, I'm not going to vote for it either. I'm just not going to vote for Tower Heist. <laughs> I don't know if I could vote for a Ratner movie. Yeah, fuck it, Red Dragon. Yeah. There you go. Glenn? Uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah, we'll matter, go. but... Yeah, we'll go with Red Dragon. I uh, <laughs> I really can't wait till we get to the other ones. Okay, so um, we're gonna we're gonna jump down now to the number two seed, which is Rush Hour from 1998 with a six point nine. So it was only a few tenths of a point behind Red Dragon. How the fuck is that possible? Was Rush Hour? Uh, it is taking on the number seven seed, Rush Hour Three from 2007. <laughs> With a 6.2. What uh, the fuck, man? Oh. Glenn, it goes to you, sir. You know, I actually went on a date to see Rush Hour 3. <laughs> and I... Wow! Not, not saying that the I, date I take it there well. wasn't another date afterward. No, no, there actually wasn't, <laughs> ironically enough. Uh, but I Did can't... she pick the movie and you just had enough of her at that point? 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, good call. But I don't. I don't remember anything about the movie, and I'm not even saying the date went well because clearly it didn't. Uh, but I, I have no idea what happened to Rush Hour Three besides Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan were in it again. But I yeah, actually listening to the Beach Boys and shit probably. Yeah, I actually do kind of like Rush Hour. Mm-hmm. I think it has there are good moments. A uh, slash Tom Wilkinson's really good in it. Sure. So I'll, I'll just go with Rush Hour just because I I don't know anything that happened in that third movie. <laughs> I've seen both of them too, and I have no idea. Aaron, what what what, what do you think of the Battle of the Rush Hours? I'm going to say Rush Hour three only because from looking at the cast list here, uh, Max von Sydow was in it, and that's all I need to see. Wow, really? You're just going strictly based on the Sydow? Yep. Uh, you know, Chris Tucker's horrible. Jackie Chan's movie. I mean. He should have stopped like 20 years ago. This guy's not going to be walking next week. He's, it's going to be like the, the beginning uh, of Terry Funk's part in Beyond the Mat, where it takes him literally an hour <laughs> oh, shit, to yeah. roll out roll of bed, bed. <laughs> and then pour himself into a pair of you know poorly fitted blue jeans and boots. Like That's yes. going to be Jackie Chan. Uh, but Ma- Max von Sydow, Rush Hour 3 has to go on for me. I don't even know what the fuck it's about. Like if it, mm-hmm. I, I know nothing about it, but uh, I say, okay, wait, let's see. Oh, wait, no, they're in Paris. Oh, yeah, definitely. This one's Oh, that's on. right, yeah, because it's like Jackie Chan's got a brother oh. or a friend Holy who dies shit, in the Eiffel that's Tower. Right. Oh, my gosh, thank you for Yeah, Rush Hour 3 is moving on for me, fellas. Yeah, Horrible I memories forgot. come flooding back. I forgot about the God. Eiffel Tower. Thing. Um, you paid money to see this. Here's the... <laughs> On a date, no less. Now, I was like, you, what is it with was, you two? Now, hold on. Were you being taken on a date to this movie, or were you trying to woo a female by taking her to Rush Hour 3? Uh, no, I was. Tr- I let her choose the movie, but it was my idea to go on a date. And oh, okay. She if chose... Rush Hour 3 didn't stop them panties, then I don't know what movie will. Well, <laughs> I also went on a date and saw Step Up 2, and then I got accused of that being my choice. <laughs> and I had to, I had to make it very clear. Do you which really movie was worse? Think, uh, I thought I, I would probably say Rush Hour Three. <laughs> There's still things I remember in Step Up Two. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You it's, actually, it's kinda... you you maintain brain function to <laughs> to hang on to pieces of Step Up Two. So, <laughs> and I feel like they came out around the same time frame. Yeah, it would have been like sophomore and junior year. So it would have been around the same time. So Glenn plays it smooth here, right? He 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 puts himself in the bubble of deciding to go to a movie, but then he leaves the movie decision up uh, to his partner. Uh, in case you guys are curious, both movies are rated a six point two on IMDb. <laughs> what year did they come out? Were they about the same time frame? Uh, Rush Hour was, also... was Rush Hour was the year before. Okay, so yeah, they were they, both of those were one date. Uh... Engagement, so not a shock there at all. Good to know yeah. you. You know your dates of the year always pick shit house movies. I think yeah. it was <laughs> Glenn was just like we don't have similar tastes. I don't think we can go forward with this. Um, so here, maybe that's why you know I mean like that's gonna be like a good bonus for Ben. You know what I mean with Alex? Like you're always gonna see great movies. You're never gonna be dragged to shit house films like Step Up Two. You <laughs> yeah, think they show I, Step I, Up Two in England? Like there's no way they do, right? No, no way. Like well, they, they just got Honey Boo Boo like, like a month ago. Like so they, you know what I mean? They're not yeah. seeing. Drumline, and, and by that, it. by that, Aaron means they've put Honey Boo Boo in the London Zoo for people to uh, 
to view. Like they don't watch. The oh TV. yeah, have you? They the, just, the, the zoos they, around there are sad, man. They just yeah, observe, I would totally just, put Honey Boo Boo in a zoo there because they just observe her from a distance. <laughs> um, so here's the just here's chucking the only, empty peanut shells at her stupid face. Here's the only thing that sticks out to me from Rush Hour Three. And I, I believe, and it may not even be Rush Hour 3, it could be the second Rush Hour. But th- this is what I remember from Rush Hour 3. Is, is The only thing that sticks out to me is, because um, at the end of all these Rush Hour movies, they do, uh, during the credits, they do outtakes and shit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is actually, to the best of my knowledge, the best things about these movies are yes. watching the outtakes during the credits. And it could be, it could have been in Rush Hour 2, but for the sake of me thinking of one decent thing to note in Rush Hour 3, is that there's a, a scene where a dude... Uh, falls and dies or some shit has a horrific accident or whatever. And uh, Chris Tucker says something along the lines of like, uh, oh, he's not going to be in Rush Hour 4. Well, or something well, he, along those. No, no, he says Rush Hour 3 because it's it's at the end of Rush Hour 2. Damn it. It's when they kick out the guy who killed Jackie Chan's father. So I literally so I literally do not remember anything about Rush Hour 3. No, I I did not remember it until he brought up the Eiffel t- or Paris. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, I remember the Eiffel Tower scene because it's. Yeah. They're hanging from a net there. Yeah, yeah. like the Eiffel was... Tower chick. Is that why it's called? You're just calling it the Eiffel Tower scene. The first, uh, <laughs> the first, the first movie was actually kind of fun. I mean, it's not great, uh, but you know, like it was novel at the beginning. And it's 1998, Jackie Chan. So it was still he still had a lot of really badass stunt scenes and crazy shit that he did without nets or stunt like any fucking stuntman at all. Uh, the man's a maniac. Aaron is correct. He is going to be he's going to be coming to you via a wheelchair very soon. I'm sure he'll probably do awesome stunts out of a wheelchair as well, but it, it just won't be the same. <laughs> he could do some cool wheelies. He could. Uh, well, he could be in a murder ball movie. I'd be I'd be down for that. Would you guys rather hang out with Chris Tucker after he's had a couple of rock stars, or listen to a Jackie Chan like read a book on tape? Oh Christ, I don't know. Um, well, considering I don't have to listen to the guy read a like, book. Say Jackie like Chan read like out. the first Harry Potter. You had to sit down and listen to the philosopher. You know what I mean? Like how? Oh, I would totally listen to the to the first Harry Potter novel read by Jackie Chan. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think Stephen Fry might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna give him a run for his money for sure. He's gonna karate um, kick him right in the head. That's okay. So it's it's got that. Um, I mean, this movie the, the movie has everything else too, right? Chris Rock, uh, not Chris Rock. Chris Rock would have made this movie better. Um, the, the, the ah, other black, are you sure about that? The other black comedian, Chris Tucker. Um, <laughs> he, Maybe uh, Kevin Hart will be Rush Hour 4 and they can call it like Rush oh Hour God, like right. 3 and a half. It'll be Jet Li and Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um, reboot it with Jet Li and Kevin Hart. That's a fantastic idea. Somebody tweet no, him no, quickly. It'd, be a, it'd have to be a younger guy. It'd be like the guy who, who was in that Green Hornet movie. Rain? Oh, yeah, name? yeah, yeah. No, Rain, that's the guy from Assassin's. Rain was, yeah, who was the guy with from uh, The Devil Inside Me? That dude. No idea. That movie was fucking insanely great. Um, But it, it's got um, it, it's got him singing uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, and, of course, I, I believe this movie was the inspiration for the Family Guy, uh, like, side, like, flash sideways scene or whatever the fuck it was where they were watching like a rush hour type movie but oh yeah crucify this with jesus christ yeah but it was jesus instead of jackie chan uh and he's like you're crazy jesus and jesus says that's what my ex-wife said just before they drive a car off a cliff uh for so for that alone uh the first rush hour wins for me moves on to the oh that's bullshit i'm sorry aaron um but hey we can make up for it with this next uh this next matchup the number three seed 
X-Men The Last Stand. Motherfucker. 2006 with a shockingly high 6.8. Taking on After the Sunset in the number six seed from 2004 with a 6.3. Um, Aaron, have you... I saw the devil. Sorry, I saw the devil was the movie I was talking about. What, what was it? Uh, have you ever watched After the Sunset? Because that is the number six seed going up against X-Men here. Nope, but it wins. <laughs> have you... Um, uh, you should... Okay, I'm going to go to Glenn, Aaron. I want you to look up this movie. You want me to think about it and consider it? Okay. I want you to look up this movie real <laughs> quick and, and so you can inform us and... What's it? What it's about? Meanwhile, oh, this looks like shit. <laughs> um, oh, just but the cast to... though. How could? Yeah, I, I, sorry. I'll, I'll just. I'm gonna ramble on mute here for a minute because I'm not gonna be able to do this quietly. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So, Glenn, what, do you want to muse over these films? Have you seen After the Sunset? I have seen After the Sunset. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> tell, tell us, sir, which is the better of these two films, X Men: The Last Stand or After the Sunset? Well, it's good to know what movie uh, Glenn's on a date in two thousand four. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This was not. A, this wasn't a date movie at thirteen. Uh, <laughs> I, I. Uh, it's not good. Again, I, I know I saw it. Wait, to which movie you're referring to here? Because oh, either of them are okay. Neither of them are good. So let's let's get that out of the way. I don't think outside of Red Dragon, like any of these movies would be quote unquote good. Uh, I'll have to give it to After the Sunset, just because I did remember. I, I know I saw it on cable, which is how I saw all these movies for the most part. Yes. It's going to be on cable, except for the you know the date movies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's, you know, a typical kind of, you know, heist kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing too great. Pierce Brosnan was pretty good in it. That's all I remember. But then again, he's Pierce Brosnan, so. There you go. And X-Men Last Stand is just... That movie's an absolute train wreck. And I'm... <laughs> it is. That movie is just... I watched it probably like two years ago. And I forgot how god-awful that movie is. It is so bad. There's so many things going on that I just, I don't know how Brett, I mean, he must have had like three assistant directors because there's just way too much shit happening for one dude to handle. Well, a lot of that was due to the fucking script also. I mean, there's a reason that, uh, so you're moving after the sunset on Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there, yeah, there's a reason uh, in the uh, in in Days of Future Past, they give it the the most minimal glancing like re- like remembrance whatsoever. I think it's like two very tiny tidbits of like near the end of the movie with like Wolverine and uh, and Jean Grey. I think like in like ma- memory flashbacks or some shit. Like it's the just the tiniest remembrance of that movie and acknowledgement of ex- of its existence before it's completely wiped from uh, the timeline. Um, Here's the thing, though. I have not seen After the Sunset. It looks like a terrible movie. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, I think you already mentioned. It's uh, Woody Harrelson. Don Cheadle is in this movie. Uh, the cast Selma sounds. Hayek. Yeah, the cast sounds like it would be not overly bad or anything. Um, I don't know what this is about, but I did not see it. Would you like me to give you a brief synopsis? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> The story of what happens after a master thief achieves his last big score, but then the FBI agent who uh, promised to capture and get his last man is about to do just that. Riveting. <laughs> it looks like it's Pierce Brosnan going head-to-toe with Woody Harrelson. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like, like a highly. Harrelson would be the Fed. It sounds like a highly ill-advised. He film. is the heat. Oh. The, thank you, Glenn. Does he eat some of Hayek's asshole in that movie? Uh, like, no, I don't think he is given that honor. I'm sure he would, though. <laughs> oh, no, sure, sure, yeah. If we're just he's a, playing, he's a buddy from way back. If we're just if we're just playing hypothetical Pierce Brosnan situation, absolutely. That should be the next podcast we do. We pick eight of his co-stars and determine which one he would most likely have eaten their butt. <laughs> uh, I would put uh, Josh Hutchinson at as the number one seed. No way. Hunger Games. Peta? Oh yeah. No. I am. Um, I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put the guy who played um I'm gonna put the guy who played Q in uh, the James Bond movies that he was in on that list as well. I think there's a chance he did that. Clearly, fellas, it's <laughs> Ted Danson. Judy Dench? Oh, of course. <laughs> it's Ted Danson, I'm telling oh, no. you. Uh, Ju- oh, Dench was M. Judy Dench was M. Yeah, Judy Dench was M. Yeah, I'm talking about the really, really old guy who was in all the Bond movies going back to. Uh, well, I feel then John Cleese become he's R. What about John Cleese's? I feel like John Cleese would let that happen just for hilarity. Oh, perhaps yeah, as long as it's filmed. I think um, if, if he did, if he got to do a selfie while it was going on, I yeah, think I'm sure that that's on Flying Circus somewhere. This is how invested we are in these Brett Ratner films. Um, oh, dude, Eisenberg, definitely Jesse Eisenberg. I am, uh, I am picking X Men Three: The Last he Stand. Like the shit right out of that dude's like. Just <laughs> I am picking X Three to move on to the next round. Uh, ice cream machine. Because I have a. Uh, because it's one of the two movies in this category, the one that I have seen, and uh, yes, as has been noted before, I do own a very thickly coated, dusty version of the DVD. Uh, What's that it is... thickly coated in? Oh, dust, sir. Oh, got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did mention dust uh, before, prior to that. I'm glad you were paying attention. Uh, yeah. So it's moving on. It's also a bullshit movie. Aaron, are you? You is this a? A, a Batman versus uh, Batman uh, Returns type struggle for you here? Uh, what are you going with? Uh, it's no struggle at all, sir. Any movie going up against Last Stand will win. Fuck this movie. <laughs> and, you know, granted, it's not all Brett Ratner's fault, uh, fault, but most of it. And at least, you know, uh, Kinberg and uh, and Penn, they made up for it afterward with, you know, fucking amazing projects. Brett Ratner has done nothing but continually shit right on our faces. You know, following the fucking turd oh, that was X Men Last Stand. So, uh, yeah, the Woody Harrelson uh, shit eating biopic is moving on. <laughs> I don't know if we've confirmed. Wait, no, it's Woody Harrelson. It's it's a Woody Harrelson ass eating movie. I thought it was a Pierce Brosnan ass eating movie. Both. That's I both? think that's that's how it ends. You're like he's like, ah. oh, I finally got my man. He's like, you're damn right. And then Brosnan just squats right over his face. That's the main event, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the final first round match. Aaron's happy. I think that we're, we've at least reached the conclusion of, uh, of at least one of these rounds. Uh, too many rounds. There's too many. Uh, um, so we've got, uh, the number four seed, the family man from 2000 with a 6.7, uh, out of 10, by the way, in case people are unaware, that is the, uh, Nicholas Cage. Ratner movie with Tay Leone and Don Cheadle. Fuck, man. It is uh, an American romantic comedy. So hmm. there you go. Um, it is taking on Rush Hour 2 from 2001 with a 6.6. 6. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, have you seen either of these films? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> let, me, let me just go ahead and cast Aaron's vote for him. <laughs> 
Are you going to go with the family man, sir? Because oh, well, yeah, because of Nicholas motherfucking Cage. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> the caginess of it. I mean, they are only separated by a tenth of a, a, tenth of a point here. Uh, so we're talking very similar. In, in, in oh, quality. God. Nicholas Cage pay, plays a fast lane investment broker who oh, wakes up. Oh, you really up, need to see it. It's interesting. He wakes up to find a sports car girlfriend have turned into a minivan and a wife. What uh-huh. the fuck, man? It's like uh, it's a wonderful life, except he gets to live it. And he doesn't get the fast forward through it like in click. Oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, um, it's an interesting movie. Rotten, I don't Tom- Rotten- at all. And Don Cheadle's his guardian angel. Rotten- Holy shit! <laughs> now, was this the one with uh with what's her face where she died at the end or whatever? Like where he was an angel? Like is that is that what this movie is? No, no, it's not City of Angels. Does this have anything to do with? Oh, is that what it's called? Uh, does this have anything to do with Zuzu's petals, Glenn? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Every time a bell rings, Nick Cage's head gets covered in bees. I think is how it goes. Something along those lines. His fucking hair, man. Goddamn, it looks just like smoke. This it is does. this is how mediocre we are right now. It's not. It's not even so bad. It's worth insulting. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says, despite a good performance by Cage and especially by Leone, the family man is too predictable and derivative to add anything new to the Christmas genre. It also sinks under its uh, sentimentality. Sentimentality. There we go. So it's a Nicolas Cage Christmas movie against Rush Hour 2. Yeah, I'm going family man, sir. Um, I am going to go with Rush Hour 2 because it had that joke that I thought was in Rush Hour 3, but it turns out was in Rush Hour 2, uh, and that is the only thing I remember from Rush Hour 2, uh, but it does have that joke, which, Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that, this is the right movie, right? It's in that. Yeah, it is, this is the right movie. Okay, yes! Thank you. Uh, so Glenn, we're turning it over to you, man. Which, which is it? Nick Cage at Christmas or, uh, uh, that joke at the end of Rush Hour 2 during the I actually... Do like Rush Hour Two? Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm I think going Don Cheadle's in that movie too. I'm also going off of a memory that I haven't seen it in about ten years, and I remember liking it, you know, at, at twelve, thirteen before yes. I matured, yeah, and became pretentious and like you know art house movies. I think so, we found uh, was a little Brett Ratner's version of the, the Burton Depp relationship. Don Cheadle is in like every one of his fucking movies, dude. Was yeah. a uh, was a was a twelve year old Glenn walking around saying. Uh, Ain't nobody touch a Chinese man CD. Uh, probably have made that joke once or twice about touching radios and stuff. Yes. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, Glenn? I'm sure that has also been said. I just, oh, I you really like. Suck, man. I, I just like Chris Tucker's like persistent on trying to get with the evil assassin lady who has done nothing but try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. That's probably the most enjoyable thing, but the problem is she doesn't kill him. Right. um, Are you sure he's not dead, like, now? I mean, he's been dead inside for, like, 12 years since he lost all his money and became broke. Uh, But I'll just... I'll go with the family man because Nicolas Cage is good in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get to see him freak out because his life is completely gone. And he doesn't, he doesn't actually, I mean, he does get the family life, but he is, but it works out perfectly because he gets to keep his job and all his shit tons of cash. And then he gets to run back to the woman that he was supposed to marry X amount of years ago. So So, uh, he gets both of, you know, best of both worlds in that movie. So the family man is moving on, leaving, leaving only one rush hour film. Um, So, oh man, I don't have any specific 
Brett Ratner related <laughs> uh, questions in between rounds here. But to further depress people, I would like to let people know uh, that he does have another film to be released. Of course, we're talking about Beverly Hills Cop four. He has been named uh, the director for, which oh, I believe fuck, will have a twenty. That is a twenty sixteen release date, I believe. So what movie do we want Brett Ratner to reboot for us? Hmm. <laughs> what would be the scariest movie for him to reboot and or franchise? I should note here that... Franchise Be- or just remake a movie? I, uh, either or. I mean, if I'm going to say Indiana Jones, I mean, I would... I feel like I would lump all of them together. But then again, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas once again ruined old properties and tried to reboot them, and, and that didn't work out so well for either of them, so... I, I should note here that Beverly Hills Cop appears to be the uh, Jurassic Park of Axel Foley-related films. Uh, Bev- the first Beverly Hills Cop got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but then in descending order, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 got 46%, and Beverly Hills Cop 3 got 10%. Mm, okay. uh, so I can it can only go... Actually, it can actually go down 10 more percentage points from here. Well, I know they uh, aren't... But... I know they're supposed to be making a Beverly Hills Cop show... Yeah, and I thought Eddie Murray was gonna Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murray was baseball. Eddie Murray was a baseball yeah. player, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. God, I yeah. put Eddie Murray, the Baltimore Orioles, <laughs> baby. Yeah. yeah, Eddie Murphy. I thought uh, he was gonna guest star in it. It was gonna be Brandon T. Jackson was playing like his son or something. I don't know. I don't know why I know this. <laughs> um, okay, let's yeah. let's move on to the Jesus. next round, shall we, guys? <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop Four, man. You know, I want to see Brett Ratner remake Schindler's List. Holy shit. That would be incredible. Think about it for a minute. Don Cheadle would be in it. Yeah, uh, but he'd have to he'd have to whiteface him to be in the movie. Like he yeah, could he could, be, just... he could play like the Rafe Fines part. No, he could be blue. Rafe. Yeah. Rafe. Tony. Rafe. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I'm look It's I... like Jill and Hall. Like I said, it's Yul and Hall. Like that's how that fucking dick announced like pronounces his name. Well it's not how that's how that's not how the rest of look, the, the guy who invented the gif wants it to be called a GIF, but he ain't getting it, so Suck it, Ralph Fiennes. Um, let's 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 continue on here. The number one seed, Red Dragon, from two thousand two with a seven point two, battling the number six seed, After the Sunset, from two thousand four with a six point three. Uh, Aaron, we're going to start with you. As much as I would like to advance Woody Harrelson in his uh, deep desire and love of chewing on buttholes, yeah. uh, there's no way it's beating Red Dragon. Red Dragon, like, you know, I do really like this movie. I enjoy the shit out of it, and I don't know how. <laughs> Maybe I'm just Ratner blind, like his name popped up on the screen, oh, yeah, and my mind just, is just, just like, just nope. Yeah, it's just blurred like, out. Right out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's what happened, because I really do love Red Dragon, so yeah, it's moving on for me, hands down. All right, Glenn, what do you think, sir? Oh, yeah, no, Red Dragon. Uh, as Aaron said, love it, but it's also the same thing that happened to Last Stand. The Hannibal TV show is doing its damnedest to erase the memory of this film and first book. So, But the show's uh, so good, dude. Oh, dude, the trailer for the new season? Holy oh, I know. shit. Okay, but yeah, no. going to be it, the new season. Mm-hmm. With uh, Richard Armitage. Thorne Oakenshield. Thorne Oakenshield, yeah, exactly. But no, I, uh, I, I definitely will give it Red Dragon. Uh, to, uh, to give props... To those who love to eat the ass, I will. I, I will just give a. I, I will give a a, a sympathy vote to uh, to after the sunset. 
Um, I'm expecting people to like write in though and be like, you know, that's not what the movie's about, right? Well, I mean, but they can't do that because they haven't seen that fucking movie. Yeah, either. no, but no, Glenn yeah. has seen it on a then date. They, they'd have to admit that they've watched it, which yeah. you don't want that kind of shame, people. No, Glenn just did it and he's already regretting it. I'd rather watch a movie about Woody Harrelson eating butts than oh, a sure, Brett Ratner sure. movie. Maybe that'll be the next season of True Detective. <laughs> Produced by Michael Bay. Well, I mean, they've already done they've already done ass eating on uh, on girls, so uh, why not? Let's let's do let's not let's just do True Detective. Let's do McConaughey on uh, on Harrelson. That's what I say. Well, it's now gonna be talking. Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn. So, oh right, 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 right. right. Colin Farrell looks like he eats butts <laughs> for a living. Sure butts. Uh, Rush Hour Two. Or not Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour, the number two seed from 1998 with a 6.9, battling The Family Man from 2000 with a 6.7. I am going to pick Rush Hour because I've not seen Family Man. Uh, And for all of the reasons I suggested originally that Rush Hour is, in fact, not a bad movie. It's not great. Um, I don't even know if it, I don't know, Glenn, would you even say it encroaches on good um, I mean, it's just like a generic fine. comedy, I guess. Yeah, d- generic action comedy that is just, it's fine for what it is. It's um, not 48 hours and it's not Lethal Weapon. Uh, Aaron, what do you think, man? Um, Who goes forward? Hmm. Yeah, fuck it. Rush Hour 2. Oh, you mean the first Rush Hour? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Aaron does it. Have you actually watched the first Rush Hour, Aaron? Um... I've seen parts, gotcha. but not for a long time. What do you remember from it? Chris Tucker, isn't it? <laughs> who might who keep calling Chris Rock? I, that's why I've avoided saying his name. I'm just because I'm going to keep saying Chris Rock over again. Um, so, Glenn, what would you have gone with, sir? I'm guessing Rush Hour. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess Rush Hour. I mean, <laughs> the performance of Nicolas Cage, you know. Wait, Cage was in Russia? No, he was a family man. Oh, right. Um, you know what? Next time, I think we're going to pick somebody who's actually a lot easier to make fun of. Uh, see, Brett Ratner sounded horrible, and he, and he is horrible, but he's horrible in such like a bland way. Like, there's nothing even remotely... Like, his films are bad, but they're not so bad that it's great to talk about how shitty they are. He's not Uwe Boll. They're just forgettable. They're just so fucking forgettable. Uh, no, he's not Uwe Boll. Um, let's talk about, uh, here's one, here's one thing I want to look up because we were talking about Jackie Chan, uh, and how old he is and he's going to be in a, in a wheelchair soon. Does he have a book on tape? Did you find that? Uh, not that I am aware of, uh, but he has done a lot of movies since Rush Hour 3. Um, and I'm looking to see what he has, I'm looking to see what he has coming up next, uh, that is yet to be released. Uh, he has a movie... Uh, he has three. Rush movies. Hour Four has been announced. He had well. He has three movies here that are that are listed. A 2015 movie called Dragon Blade, uh, another 2015 movie called Skip Trace, and a 2016 film called Kung Fu Panda Three, which I forgot he was the voice of the uh, of the monkey, Master Monkey, in uh, in Kung Fu Panda. Um, Chris Tucker, on the other hand. Uh, his last, believe it or not, he was actually in, I don't know if he's, Glenn, were you aware that he was in Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah, he's absolutely amazing in that movie. Yeah, that is what I've heard. Believe it or not, he, he did Rush Hour, then Rush Hour 2, then Rush Hour 3, and then Silver Linings Playbook. 
Yeah, he quit the business and then he lost all of his money and now he is trying to get back in the business. I see. I That's see. why he's been doing stand-up again as well. Ah. Because what? Michael Jackson died and he couldn't mooch off of him anymore. <laughs> Wait, he lost all his money? Jamal. Yeah. yeah, he's broke. He's completely bankrupt. Holy uh, shit. I'm going to play that Michael Jackson song in there. That's what I'm going to put in the beginning of this. I didn't know what, what song to use, but I think I'm going to use that Michael Jackson song. Um, that they were is now on Netflix. That they were <laughs> this is, Speaking of shitty movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we're down to our final matchup here. By the way, this is the, uh, I believe now, the second episode in a row that the number one and number two seeds have faced off against each other. Uh, this is now the second time this has happened in, in the history of this podcast in the second episode in a row. Uh, the number one seed, Red Dragon, taking on the number two seed, Rush Hour. I have a feeling I'm going to be outvoted here, so I'm just going to go with Rush Hour because I've not seen Red Dragon, and we've noted that Rush Hour is not an offensively bad movie. Uh, That's what you guys say. (laughs) So those are my points. That's what I'm going with. Aaron, what what are you going with, sir? Red Dragon again, like it's it's a really good movie. Like you know, it it, it's definitely not even the worst of the Hannibal Lecter movies, even though Brett Ratner did it. What would be the worst of the Hannibal Lecter? The one that's directed by Ridley Scott, oddly enough. Really? Yeah, Hannibal. That movie is not good. Really? Wow. Would you Would you agree with me, Aaron, and saying that the movie Hannibal is the worst of all the Hannibal Lecter movies? Oh yeah. Yeah, that movie is garbage. Yeah. Wow. That is so. What weird? Are are you sure that Brat Ratner did not make this Red Dragon movie? Because in what universe does he make the better film over Ridley Scott? Well, I mean, it's not. You know, it's not like Ridley Scott doesn't make bad movies. No, he does. But um, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Okay, Glenn. Yeah, so it Rush was, Hour. Is, it was really bad. So Rush Hour is winning this, right, Glenn? <laughs> no, no, I almost said yeah, but no, no, oh, no. Red Dragon, Red Dragon is is certainly winning this, and it, you know it's funny because like he's going off a movie that exists that was pretty all right, and he's going off of a book that is uh very good, and he's going off of a franchise that was really good, so it was all set up for him to have success because he literally probably just had to point a camera, considering he has an amazing cast. I mean, you look at it off the top of my head, I know Edward Norton, uh, Ray Fiennes, Harvey Keitel. Anthony Hopkins, of course. Uh, Mary Louise Parker is even in it as Edward Norton's wife. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, okay, I guess that's probably it. But that's a pretty impressive cast. So you could not do your job and get a you know Harvey a decent movie out of it. Yeah, I already said him. No, I was just bringing him back up again. So basically, so basically, <laughs> really like Harvey Keitel. So basically, what you're saying is that he was just put in a position to just turn on the cameras and read the book. Well, that's what he's known for. He's knowing he's known for being a director for hire because yeah, yeah. he can do he'll do whatever the suits want him to do. Yeah. So. Um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, I, although I don't know how much of a debate there really is that. The yeah, best... I'm going to apologize. This is probably like one of the worst things we've ever done. <laughs> this is I don't, I don't think there's really much of a debate. I don't even know how flawed this is, but it is definitely decisive that the best brat, uh, the brat retner film is a. Uh, uh, fucking that movie that we decided it was Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. That's the movie. Um, that's <laughs> that's how little we've paid attention to this. Uh, I really thought this was I thought this was going to be a, a more uh, like a more bountiful field from which to, to to crack jokes, but he has a surprisingly uninspiringly just bland career that has 
no real like nothing low enough to just joke about. It's just kind of there. People have watched some of these movies quickly. Probably forgot got like about a really them. bland penis too. Perhaps. Well, he's Jewish, so. Well, it doesn't mean make it bland. I think it's you know he just comes across as a real fucking asshole. <laughs> who is who, who just about destroyed the X-Men franchise, yes, in, in one fell swoop. It, it, it's uh, still struggling to come back, man, let's be oh, honest. Oh, it, it is, for sure, yeah, yeah. They just had to basically pretend his movie didn't happen, for the most part, and then then they tried to erase it from history. Uh, so, yeah, which is not a bad choice at all. It's well, actually, no, it's, not. it's better to just try to wipe all of it away, just wash all of it away and let's start anew, is what is what I think would be best, but... Uh, well, yeah. you usually he actually about watches reasons. his movies? No. No. Um, okay. Maybe in shame. So we, we've got to pick, a, we've got to pick a, a better subject for the next podcast, for sure. Because uh, people are not getting their $12 worth by listening to us barely make it through a Brett Rod. See, at first, I do have a, a suggestion here, fellas, for, for uh, an upcoming podcast, if you guys had wanted to. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, here's the thing, Aaron. You... you I just want to give you credit off off the off the get go here because uh, I, I thought you just did not want to go through this because you did not want to to drudge through all of these horrible movies. But I thought we would have a good time doing it when, in fact, you were correct. This was a terrible time <laughs> going through a bunch of boring movies that were not good enough to even be made fun of. Uh, so I give you all the credit in the world. Uh, next time, if we're going to pick a bad director or a bad actor. We're going to make sure that they are memorably bad, uh, and not just uh, not just bad in the forgettable sense. Uh, so yeah, what, what so what we're going to suggest? Well, uh, next month we have got our very first Friday the Thirteenth, so we can decide which is the best Friday the Thirteenth movie. Oh, see, yeah, there we go. That would be a nice follow up to the uh, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Uh, and Glenn, have you seen any of those movies? I've seen most of them. Okay, and clearly then. it doesn't matter after today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, if you throw in Jason X, then I'll be I'll be pretty good going into it. Um, so yeah, we can we can we can totally we can totally do that. Um, the so so next up we, we're going to focus on an actor. Uh, so we're going to look at an actor's career. Uh, Glenn, who do you think we should who do you think we should look at? I think I think we should avoid somebody who is notoriously bad. And try to go for somebody who has a body of work most of us respect. Are you trying to cut out Nick Cage already? Is that what you're doing? Well, we already did Nick Cage, but we should probably do a second round of Nick Cage movies, uh, <laughs> I think. In the cage with Nick Cage, again, round two. <laughs> That's right. Um, all the movies that didn't make it into the last one, we'd do a, a second tournament with. So I can't do David Arquette. No, no, no. no. Um, I mean, I... Johnny Depp. Oh... Good lord! Oh god, that could that could be interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I'm fine with Johnny Depp. Like I said, Gary Oldman, just because he's got a lot of like different roles and a lot of different movies. Has he been in a lot of starring roles though? Well, I mean, I would. He's always like the main villain. So I mean, if he's not, you know, he's not top billion in in Fifth Element or in like Air Force One, but he is the main villain. Yeah. He's not even billed in Hannibal. How could it's he true, not... and I would I would say he is definitely the main villain in that movie. Absolutely. How could he not be close to main billing in the Fifth Element? I well, mean... he's he's second. What I mean is like he's oh, okay, okay. Bruce Willis. You said is he the top billion? Well, he's never the top yeah. billion, but he's you can't be the top billion if you're the villain unless your name's Jack Nicholson. So, um, yeah, he's as long as he's like one or two. So. No, yeah, no, he's he's always one or two. You know, the professional. Sure. 
Sex Pistols. So do you want to do, Aaron, do you want to do Gary Oldman? Do you want to do Gary Oldman or do you want to do I, Johnny Depp? I am fine with doing Johnny Depp because yeah, I think I'm that's going to get, that'll be pretty interesting. Good Lord. Okay, well, we're going to try to. I mean, Man, we I, are appeasing to those goth kids, aren't we? <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> uh, what with our Brett Ratner uh yeah, uh, want to kill ourselves podcast and the Tim Burton's. Oh, yeah, we're great. <laughs> okay, uh, so for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next time on Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive when we determine, once and for all, the greatest Johnny Depp film of all times. <laughs> <laughs>